Welcome to Do You Ever Wonder? The show that brings you answers to many of the questions that you may have, but with no one to ask. Do You Ever Wonder is hosted by Mike Holtman, CEO of Hallmark Abstract Service, who, like you, has always been deeply curious about a wide variety of topics. Each week, Mike will be speaking with guests who are leaders in their field and who have inspirational stories to tell. So now, sit back and enjoy the show. So hello everyone, this is Mike Haltman. I am the CEO of Hallmark Abstract, but more importantly, I am the host of the Do You Ever Wonder podcast. And our goal is to bring on guests who can really give you information that you really would like to know more about. So I do have to put a warning on this show. Uh, you're gonna hear some things right now that are a little bit alarming, but don't worry because today's guests are gonna, are gonna make it all better. So. 41.9% of adults in the United States are obese. And each year, 300,000 of them die from diseases that being overweight and out of shape bring on, whether it's heart disease, diabetes, uh, a lot of different things. But even worse is 19.7% of, of children and adolescents are obese. And that's about 15 million kids which is not a good start for them when it comes leading up to adulthood. So, you know, these are concerning, very concerning statistics. And here's another one. One in three adults don't get enough sleep. A lack of sleep is another cause of being both overweight, but also of, of potentially not living as long as you should. If, if I gave you a close up of the bags under my eyes, you would recognize that I'm one of the three. And, and the final statistic is that every New Year's Eve, and I don't know what percentage, but people give what their New Year's resolutions are. It's gonna to be to lose weight, it's gonna to be to join a gym. And unfortunately, by the end of January, 50% of those people are quitting the gym. And it's great for the gym because they're, they take in the money, monthly money, whether you go or you don't go, but you know, it's, it's not a matter of saying I'm going to start doing this because we all know that if you don't start, it, it ain't going to happen. So that's where the good news comes in is that we have two fantastic guests. And by looking at the screen, you might be able to tell that they're sisters and not only sisters, but twins. Uh, we have Lisi Lakatos and Tammy Lakatos Shames. Yes. Yes. And they are. <laughs> also known as the Nutrition Twins. Welcome. Thank, Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having us. Oh, please, it's my pleasure. So, you know, my first question for you guys, and I, I, when I was younger, or actually a couple of years ago, I lost 45 pounds. Congratulations. Thank you. And it was, a, it was an accident I had that, that spurred me on to do that. I had, I don't know if you're familiar with a thing called vasovagal but you pass out immediately and I oh, right. and broke all the bones in my face and I was in the hospital for four days. And oh my gosh. And that triggered me to say, you know what? I want to be here for my kids. And ultimately I want to be here for my grandkids. I mean, I wasn't fat, but I was like 245. Uh, you know, I'm six feet tall. I work out all the time, but you know, now I'm 200. And oh, wow. I feel a lot better. But the, this isn't about me. My question is, 
what do you find that typically triggers people to finally get to the point where they say enough? I need, oh, that's a, I need yeah, it. Yeah, that's a great question. I think for so many, the people that come to see us are generally people that have tried many ways to lose weight. They've tried the fad diet. They've, they've been through everything. They've lost weight and they've gained it back and they're frustrated and they feel angry and they feel defeated and they just realize that they want something sustainable and they don't want to be told like they can't have something that's not their favorite food if it's going to be sustainable. And they're just, they're really frustrated. And they're a lot of times they're really sad um, because they feel like their bodies betrayed them. They feel like they've tried things and they don't understand that they've been relying on discipline, which is never a recipe for success because if you're relying on discipline, on hard days, on sad days, how are you going to be disciplined to keep moving forward and do something that's not sustainable? So those are the people that really come to see us. And that's what happens generally at the beginning of the year. Maybe February is busier than January. January, everyone tries to do it themselves. February, people are feeling defeated. And um, it's, it's that people go hardcore. And so usually they've gotten to the point they've tried something or they just feel so they don't like how they're looking and feeling or they have a scare similarly to you where they have had they they go to the doctor and their parents might have passed away of diabetes or of obesity complications. And they're like, I'm seeing myself head down that route. I now have prediabetes. So we have a lot of those kind of people. Yeah. And I think to your point, too, a lot of people have things like you had where something you know, something happens and they're like, I want to be here for my family. I want to be here for my kids. Um, I want to be healthy. Even like with the little kids, they want to be healthy so they can run and chase their kids. A hundred percent. So I know a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but I know people who've had stents put in, who've had open heart surgery. And, you know, you would think that that would scare the living crap out of them and that they would become healthier livers. But, you know, it's amazing. You know, you Maybe they do for three months, but then they revert right back. And why is that? You know, that's such a great question. I would say that fear, like we get comfortable, like the scare happens and then we get comfortable and we kind of forget it and we go back to our lifestyle. And like, oh, it doesn't feel, the threat doesn't feel as scary or as eminent. Um, and so that's very, very common. And then they have another scare and then they get back on it. And, you know, so some people it's, you know, if they're motivated sometimes by fear, they don't often stick to it. It's great that you did, but you might've like, might've been like just that time for a little while it scared you. And then life goes on and you don't feel, it's not like you, you don't feel like you're going to die tomorrow from it. And you for, kind of forget. It's kind of like a little bit. I mean, if you think about like nine 11, like everyone afterwards was so scared, high alert. And now like, September 11th comes along and you're like, oh, right, that happened. You know, it's people are not as aware. It's just you're not as scared as we were at first well, with anything. On a whole different topic, people have very short memories. Yeah. 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 We help people with that, too. Yes. That Long is very COVID. nutrition related, lifestyle related. Yeah. So, you know, what is your system? I've, you know, I had a system for losing weight that you probably wouldn't agree with or necessarily think was the right path, but it, it worked for me. But there's probably a path that you typically will use that's fairly consistent for everyone, or is it different for everyone? Well, first of all, congratulations. And we always say whatever works for you, like if it worked for you, like 
go for it. Yeah. Good and for you, you kept it off. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Perfect so for you. congratulations. Yeah. But that goes to the uh, discipline that you talk about. Like I wake up every morning at five 30 and I'm in the gym in my basement. That's awesome. That's awesome. Not, but not everyone can do that. Yeah. So if you don't have that discipline, you know, you look at all these diets on TV where, you know, you take your powder, you know, you take your do this and do that. But that takes discipline, too. And I know that that's not changing the lifestyle so that when you're done with that, you know, you, you may likely revert. But how do you you know, what's your system that that gets people to become lifelong followers of a healthy lifestyle? That's such a great question. Yes, it's very personalized and no one plan works for everyone. And taking a, taking a, like one of those powders, that's not necessarily like, so doesn't require so much discipline. You just do it and it, they're not going to get so many results from it. Well, I think some of the people, if they're just living on that powder for the short term, then it's very calorie restricted and they will lose a lot of weight. But as soon as they go off of that powder, then it's, they gain it back. Yeah. So what we do is very different. So most people like right now, beginning of January, they'll go and Google like, all right, I want to follow the paleo diet or this or that. And they're following food lists and they're, they're just trying to do it um, to make it work for their lifestyle until they can't. And some people can do it for a while, but for the most part, what happens with most people is that they can Google a diet plan or, you know, follow it. But just because you have knowledge or information, it doesn't mean that you can do it. Like what, what happens on a stressful day? What happens when you're, you know, when you're, when you're traveling or you're out to dinner with your friends or at a cocktail party, like that's it. They don't, they don't tell you what to do with your lifestyle then. So it's not designed for them, their lifestyle, their body, their hormones. What if their hunger hormones are telling them like, eat this? What if their estrogen and testosterone is off and, you know, like, it's not designed for them. So we really have a very high level of personalization and support and accountability for what we do. So instead, we start with where someone is. And before they even start with us, we get a good sense. Of, we get all their medical history. Like we look deep. Yeah, we look really deep. We're getting a sense. We have this food tracker where they just take photos of everything they eat and it uploads in real time. So we can see like, okay, these foods are working in their lifestyle. Maybe they're not working in some ways because they're causing weight gain, you know, but they're part of their natural lifestyle. And so if you want anything to be sustainable, you have to start where someone is. If you expect an, oh, if you do an overnight haul for most people, maybe this is not for you because you have a very high level of discipline, but most people that do an overnight haul, it's not going to last because what about those times when they don't, they feel sad. They don't have the discipline. They're like, oh, I just want to eat what I want to eat. So that's where things really make a difference. And so that's where we come in and we start where they are and we make gradual changes. And we always make sure people have things that like, we don't say anything's off limits. We just help them. Right. No deprivation, you know, maybe portion control or smaller portions, but if they have a favorite food, usually the last thing we want to do is cut it out because then it sets them up for kind of feeling like they're deprived and then they feel like eventually they're going to fall off the wagon and throw in the town. We don't want anyone to ever feel that way. So we always tell when people tell us that they've been through these deprivation diets, we're like, we get it. We get it. Um, You're too fun. You're too fun to live in deprivation. Life is too short. Like you are too fun. Like don't feel bad. You, you, that diet didn't work for you. You didn't fail, but like you're too much fun for that. You know, life is too short. Yes. It's like, I deprive myself, so my favorite food is cheeseburgers. I love them. But now, I don't eat them with a bun. 
and I don't eat them from, with French fries. So, you know, I'm not totally depriving myself, but I am kind of restricting, but it's hard. I mean, what's better than a crispy French fry? And you're, yeah. but you're doing a really good job though, because you're not yeah. completely de- depriving yourself and it's working for you. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. So you go to people and you're, well, so just to, to describe who you guys are, you're dietitians, you're yes. nutritionists, you're personal trainers, uh, you're highly ranked in all of those categories. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. And that's great accomplishments. So, where do you meet with people? How do you, how does the process start? Well, I'll tell you the, the way the process first started when we moved to New York and we were just like starting to see clients, we'd see clients together. And, um, which was funny within itself because one time we had a fight right before a client and she pushed me in the closet and shut the door and the closet door got to yeah. the Oh, wow. The client got to come and help me get out, get me out of the closet. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and then something broke in the closet. And I was forever blamed. But <laughs> <laughs> true. But then, but then we the second so we used to see our clients together and we liked it and our clients loved it. It was really fun. Um, but then she got pregnant with her twins, and when that happened, um, and she couldn't see the clients with me anymore, I was like, oh, my income doubled instantly. I kind of like this. Ah. So we see clients separately now and she took a lot of time off from seeing clients and did more of like the sponsorship. We do a lot of um, media, media work. So we would do that together, um, but she wasn't seeing clients as much. So now we see them separately. And with COVID, we'd already started to see a lot of clients through telehealth, like through videos and like this whole like HIPAA compliance system where they're uploading all of their stuff. And like, we're in touch with them, our clients pretty much every day, but um, we do it separately. So the, the whole, the whole voice thing is, is um like or telehealth thing has been game changing because people even in New York City where we are they even if they live around the corner and they want to do video they want to be in their home they're in their office or wherever they are they're like it's Everyone easy and fast right yeah so how does the process start you get their information you analyze your your cholesterol's a little high your lipids are a little however those are supposed to be and you yeah. and you, that's how you structure what it is that they're going to eat? No. So what we do is before um, I mean, we get all that information, I also send them a digestive evaluation. Um, Tammy that sends it to us and say, I, we send them a digestive evaluation <laughs> and that gives us a good sense of, are they absorbing their nutrients? Are they, cause if they're going to be losing body fat, if they're not even absorbing their nutrients, that's number one. You're not what you eat. You're what you absorb, digest, and like assimilate and, and can get in your body. So if you're not absorbing your nutrients already, you're behind the eight ball with how your body's functioning, your metabolism, you're not fueling it. But if you're also not eliminating, and this digestive evaluation helps us, then when you lose fat, our, our, our fat stores toxins. So when you release toxins into your body, um, and you, you need not- to flush those out. And if you're not eliminating well, um, and you're not regular with like your poop and everything else. And this is not, this is a podcast. It's a scientific term. It's a very scientific term. And we are the poop police. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's very important. It's very, it's so important. Like, so we have no, we, we are not um, shy about it at all, but it's funny because we're like, so, so jaded by it that we realize that some people are like, oh, what did you ask me? My, but My middle daughter does not like bathroom talk, but yeah. 
Well, that's interesting because the way I lost weight, I would start in the morning with bulletproof coffee. Oh, okay. With, you know, coffee with coconut oil. And then I would drink uh, apple cider vinegar. Oh, nice. And then I would eat a lot of fiber. Oh. It was definitely regular, but, and it it worked so well. That sounds great. I mean, fiber is great too, because it also fills your stomach and there's so few calories. So and the and you're also eight. changing your um you're changing your gut microbiome right. with all of that and that's so our my, gut microbiome is so much about like we have to if their digestion is off number one we have to work on digestion because that's not good ultimately they're not going to be able to lose weight so you got your microbiome back on track with the prebiotic fiber and the f- fiber which is a kind of fiber that feeds the probiotics the and, the, and the apple cider vinegar is a probiotic and like you were just doing I mean, everything right yeah so so good. Well, I'll tell you, uh, the way I got onto that, I did a uh, thing called the Long Island Fight for Charity, which is where businessmen raise money and then get in the ring and fight. And the guy, wow. my banker at the time had done it. And he's, I mean, he's a, a little bit of a crazy guy, but he told me about apple cider vinegar and bulletproof coffee. He said it works like a charm. So I started doing it and, and it really did. But you guys talk about absorption. So I take a lot of vitamins and my wife takes a lot of vitamins. And my daughter's fiance said, you know, what you're taking doesn't get assimilated. And I think that's a big thing with a lot of of these uh, vitamins that you're not. Right. Taking. Well, it's interesting because we used to say 20 years ago, it was like, if you were taking vitamins, it was kind of like, everyone was like, well, that's expensive urine. But now we know, and we do a lot of genetic testing in our practice as well. So we can really um, target supplements towards whatever your specific nutrients, uh, nutrient deficiencies are, whatever, say you don't, you're not able to utilize vitamin C or you're taking vitamin C and then you, your body can't really make the most of it. So we look that's at our every- genes code for all of our enzymes. So they tell us whether or not we're can like metabolize B6, which is needed for, for anxiety and this and that. So it's like, we're looking at a very deep level of your, at your genes and what's happening behind the scenes. So even if you took B6, that was one highly absorbable, if your body can't absorb it, then we do certain things to help you with that. How do you analyze someone's genes? We have a test that we use. Um, and it does, you know, there's like a million tests out there that are gene tests and they, um, like, the 23 me, for instance, I don't yeah. know if you're part of that, but the one that we use, it gives us a lot of really good information and it looks at your main pathways that are affected. So we have a very tricky set of genes and this kind of like spurred us down this route because we do everything right. And like, we're at risk for a lot of things and, and genes sound scary, but really it's just, uh, it's giving you information, their suggestion. And so you can take your suggestions. Some of them you already know, like your whole family died of heart disease. You're like, you know, your genes are heading that way. Like right. if you can be in front of like, you know, a train's coming, but you can know, you can step out of the way. Like we give you information to step out of the way. And so, so the genes are like light switches and you can kind of turn them on or turn them off. So we use that as power. So some people, you know, we look at people and when we go ask them about their questionnaire, you know, how, what's your energy like? Do you sleep well, but yet, yet you're still tired. Then we can kind of, we don't always have to do gene testing. Not at all. Many of our clients don't do genes, but it's, it's, we have a lot in the toolbox that we can use that right. just helps us. Like we have a lot of other things like food sensitivities that like get people really good results. When we get to a point, then we do things, you know, where things are like, okay, like for instance, with the food sensitivities, um, one of my clients, like she was working with me and we got her down to her goal weight, but every day she would always fluctuate between three pounds, even though she'd lost 20 and kept it off for years, 
And I'm like, this is, that's inflammation because inflammation is a big part of the game. Inflammation holds water. So I said, you know what? That means you're having a food sensitivity that's causing inflammation. So we did a food sensitivity test and now um, she's at her normal, she's at her goal weight every day. Like it never fluctuates. So when I have Chinese food, the next morning, I'll, you know, I'll be one or two pounds heavier than I was the morning before. So retention of water through salty foods is a real thing. Yes. So, but in, in your client's case, she had she had something different. Right. So there are people like I have some clients that like are very salt sensitive. And we would probably also see that in their genes. Like we not probably we'd see that in their genes. Like some people don't. Well, like why are the studies saying that some people are okay having salt and some, you know, some studies say you can eat salt and some studies say that you don't. It's genetic differences is one of the main reasons. So the rest are salt sensitive, meaning we'll, you know, it will raise our blood pressure. We'll hold on to water. Whereas others of us just flush it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it can uh, fluctuate a few pounds. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I weigh, I weigh myself every morning and, you know, I have to say, did I eat something salty last night? You know, did I have Chinese food or because it bothers me? Yes, yeah. it, it drives people crazy when the scale fluctuates. She was going crazy. She's like, what did I? And even though she knows it's not body fat change, she knew that because she'd already got she was, her body fat is consistent. It would still mess with her mind. You know, she would just was a dieter most of her life and like to see the scale fluctuate like that was not fun for her. Well, it's interesting. I mean, we're psychological beings and, you know, we're affected by so many things. And, you know, you yeah. talked before about depression and, you know, like when I'm depressed, I eat. When my wife's depressed, she doesn't eat. And it's like, you know, everyone is just affected by everything so differently. Uh, yeah. And the very interesting thing too is, um, you know, with this, a lot of people we found is with COVID and with people ever, a lot of people working from home, there are a lot more people are depressed, but the interesting thing is there's so much you can do through lifestyle and diet and even supplementation that without having to look at genetics that you can, that can alter the brain chemistry in a positive way that, um, can make you feel better. That can, you know, just, um, lift some of that, you know, the heavy mood. What are the, um, the endorphins? Yeah. And a lot of people, when people, we find out people are stressed, we look at lots of times it has to do with the way that they're eating. Like they're setting, they're setting themselves up for blood sugar swings. And I'm not talking about people that are diabetic, people that want to lose, like that come to us that we have plenty of them want to lose like five pounds, you know, but they're getting, they're getting stressed and they're, um, you know, they're having mood swings and they're stressed out and, um, they're eating in such a way that's setting them up for it. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We see that a lot. So now you guys, and I, I assume both of your degrees are in the sciences. It would seem yeah. Like. yeah. Undergraduate is at yeah, nutrition and dietetics. And then we, you go for a residency, which is in a hospital and pass the boards. But we've done a lot of continuing education after that, that we've really. Well, I'd say that's where we learned a lot of what we know now, because science changes. I shouldn't say science changes. Science is probably the same, but science, what we know now in terms of science has come out. Well, also, it's like uh, this week coffee is okay, and next week coffee is not okay. Right. That I don't know if that's science that changes, but studies change. Studies, but, studies, and sometimes you know we look, we really look into studies because sometimes we look who they're funded by, or if how big the sample size is, or how much you know, or or there's or just if you look things. at the discussion of the study, it can be very different than at the actual results. Like look at the results of the study and then how did they interpret it? Or it depends who's interpreting and what they want no, to I tell you. 
you know, so, you know, as I told you, my son's getting his PhD and, you know, you can, I mean, people can alter results any way they want, if that's what Yeah, it's absolutely true. Well, what we will tell you is that what, what we found recently is inflammation is such a big part of the weight loss puzzle. Some people who are really struggling um, and they've struggled for a long time, the missing link sometimes is inflammation. And there's so many things that now drive inflammation because there's so many toxins in our environment. Some people are sensitive to those. Um, so we, we try to focus like for, on that. For women, especially like they are, our beauty products. That's why we have a women. One of the reasons why women have a lot of autoimmune diseases just triggers a lot. So, um, yeah, what well, they're called, um, that's endocrine, like, disruptors. endocrine disruptors because it's, it mimics your body's own estrogen. It raises, it increases the risk of breast cancer and all of these things, but it also makes, um, weight loss. Resi- it makes people more resistant to weight loss. So we help people to get the inflammation down because when they can do that, then the weight drops frequently. Right. So I see commercials on TV for weight loss where they show someone who is heavy. It's a and they say it's not their fault. Their bodies have have like learned to hide the fat, or I mean, this is that so, real. So I think I mean I haven't seen that commercial. I mean, it sounds familiar, but what happens? I mean, in a way, in a roundabout way, it, it can be because if you are exposing yourself to toxic chemicals, we we personally have our detoxification systems um, through our genetics are very, very hindered. So if you're someone like us and you're like using, which we, we did like all the chemical products, you know, like the beauty products and all that it's building, it gets through your skin and builds up in your body. If and the air you're breathing isn't clean, you know, you're near a highway or you're near a lot of traffic, you're above a barrage, like it builds up in your body and your body doesn't want it in its blood. And where's the place it wants to shuttle it? It wants to shuttle it into its fat stores to save away. So, it makes so your, you're not putting it to save your top, to save your organs. It doesn't because want to our fat stores we hold on to and we get rid of those last. So it filter, it puts those away. And with that, it holds water. It's like dirty water we're holding in our fat stores. And it makes us more resistant because now our body's like, especially doesn't want to let go of the fat because that's where the toxins are. Mm-hmm. So if, yeah. And so inflammation, so this is causing inflammation. Inflammation makes weight gain easier and weight loss harder. It creates this whole vicious cycle. So it's really like, it's sometimes with our clients, like they want to lose weight really quickly. And those that are inflamed, like I have this one person, she worked with me years ago, like 10 years ago, she got to her goal. She stayed there for 10 years. She had her kids. She was pumped on a lot of hormones. She tried, I think, infertility treatments, maybe like 10 times. And after that, she came back now and she's like, I know my lifestyle's different, but I always come to you. I always love that you just like help me to eat what I already, you know, like foods that I love. And so let's do it. So the first three months, like the scale barely moved. And I said, well, I can, I could already tell things that were going on. I'm like, you just have to hang out for a bit. And now every week she's flying with weight loss, but we had to get rid of some of those toxins first, you know? And now she's like, Oh, like she, and she has a little wiggle room, but at first she had to be like a little more like on top of it to get the body to respond. Three months for the body to flush the, the crap. And we didn't even do food sensitivities. It just had to, is it, we had to adjust her, her hormones were crazy. Like we had to just get the inflammation down, get her gut health back up because it all starts in the gut. And once we started doing that, like it was just like, and she wasn't going to the bathroom regularly when we first like started, like it was all toxins. With the poop police. 
Yes. Please. I was like, all right. Got to like, every day. In the, in the first month, I kept saying, what would happen today? She said, well, I didn't want to look. I just flushed it. I'm like, you're not helping this. <laughs> I need to know. You take a picture. I didn't really need a picture, but I needed specifics. And I was like, this is not good. But now she's going every day. And it's uh, once that's honestly, once that started happening, the weight loss started falling off. And yeah. she just, she was so happy about, she was so happy about that. She feels good too. Cause she wakes up in the morning. She feels light versus like, you know, the alternative. You know what, when you can, when you can start wearing different clothes and you, you know, I know I'm a big sweater. And when the, when the summer's hot or not even hot, I sweated, I used to sweat my ass off and now I don't really sweat as much. And it's uh, you know, it's a benefit of another benefit of losing weight. Yeah, you must feel amazing. I'm uh, sure you've noticed so many. I, I feel good. But uh, how do you coordinate with your clients in terms of working out? Or is it the food primarily or is working out part of it? We, yeah, we don't have time to work out with them in person anymore. But we always we always like help tweak their exercise and like make sure we have a good exercise plan that's realistic in their lifestyle. Cause a lot of people come to us, they're, they're also busy executives and they haven't really been, some are hardcore exercisers, but some have not been exercising at all, you know? So we always give them like tweaking and, and start where they are and work on from there. And what do you think, you know, this, uh, aerobics versus weights, do you yeah. need combination or is doing all aerobics? Okay. You know? Yeah. You know, the combination is so important because you do it for, for heart health, for everything else to get the blood going and also for brain health and the cardiovascular is so important. Um, but the strength training is extremely important as well, because that's, what's going to keep your lean muscle tissue. And the really cool part is that that's also what keeps your metabolism high. But for people who are seven years old and 70, and they've never lifted weights before, they can actually boost their metabolism and really um, impact their life in a powerful way by starting to lift weights. We're always envious of those people that like, they just start right. lifting at 50, you know, lifting weights or strength training at 50, because they're the ones that can really see such a change, like for the first time in their body, um, because they have putting muscle on and they feel like their clothes, they shrink and they get firm and tight. I remember when we were in college, we, we had taught our mom to exercise and she was not much of an exerciser and she does it religiously now, but we came home and she said, Girls, I will, I've been meaning to ask you, what's this on my leg? And it was a muscle. It was a dent. She's like, what's this dent? And we're like, mom, that's your muscle. Yeah. Right. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. She's, She's like, like, oh, I'm so relieved. Oh. I didn't know what that was. Guys and for women, it, there's nothing better than when you're wearing a shirt and it's a little tight in the, in the oh. arms. And I, that's a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. Muscle tone. So. We have to, we're going to be coming to an end. This was fantastic. You guys oh, are great. Thank you. Thank you. How does somebody become involved with you? Oh, well, thank you. I mean, they can always um, follow us on social media. And we're on Instagram, Nutrition Twins. We're on um, at Nutrition Twins. Our website is nutritiontwins.com. And if they want to work with us, you just click on the tab that says work with us. And then, and then they go to the one-on-one -on -one counseling um, and then set up, basically set up a call from there. We have a free half hour call because before we work with anyone, we're going to get a really good understanding of what's going on for them and see how we may be able to help them. And so hopefully we can help them, but we want to like see what that would look like. Do you ever say, you know what? I don't think you're a good fit for us. Um, 
we we have a few times we have yeah. yeah. And if the time is not right, if we're too busy, but we, we generally, tr- we, we, when we hear people's story and what, what they've been through, we generally want to help everybody. Right. If, yeah. yeah, I mean, and if we think we can, like we would never like, if, if I think someone else might be better for them, if they're going through, like been through a crazy accident and then we refer, we have a great referral system to refer to like, yeah. yeah. Different yeah. methodology type of well if it's out of our scope some people um come to us with serious like we we can do a lot with autoimmune and turning around we have people with lupus and all that kind of thing that we really really help um yeah but if it's like beyond that like there's a lot beyond that that people come to us that is is devastating things that we want someone to have the best care so devastating like they were in an accident or just devastating internal issues internal general like more and more autoimmune to one other thing and one other thing and like or with COVID sometimes like it depends how much like if they have a mast cell activation syndrome combined with like POTS which is like you know you stand up and you kind of get dizzy and all of these different confounding you know complicating issues then sometimes for us there's people that specialize in all those things versus like we just want them to have the best care and for us we would know what to do to a level but that's you know what it's it's great that you guys uh, I was just saying to someone the other day, you know, when you know what you know and you know what you don't know and the most dangerous people who are, are the ones who really don't know what they don't know. And yeah, I say that all the time, but that think they do. We do not know a lot and we do not claim to know everything at all, but we know some stuff. Yeah, I think you know a lot. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Absolutely. Thank you. So. Yeah, I, I mean, th- this was great. And I hope to to have you back some sometime in the future and, and hear more because your your story is great. What you do is great. And you're obviously you. extremely good at what you do. So thank, thank you, you so much. This was super fun so for us. Fun. And you're congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. You're awesome. And thank you so much. You're thank the you. podcast and the weight loss. Yeah. Oh, boy, it's, there's just no end. So hold on one second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Do You Ever Wonder? And we hope that you enjoyed the show. Next week, we will have another terrific guest telling their story. And if there are any specific topics you'd like to hear more about, please don't hesitate to let us know. Our curiosity, like yours, knows no bounds. Please subscribe and like and share this episode on your social media. See you next week.